Hey, welcome to Life Together, a podcast for Gresham Bible Church, where we exist to glorify God and being disciples who make disciples of all people through the transforming power of the gospel. I'm Mike Dahl. I'm Josh Howarth. Hi, Josh. How are you today? <laughs> yeah, that didn't go so smooth, but hey, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you today? I'm doing all right, man. Yeah. yeah. How are you doing? Good, good. I'm excited for our discussion today yeah. about disagreements. Which you and I disagree about everything. Yeah, everything. So I did purposefully wear a Seahawks hoodie today so that you had to look at me I'm during sorry. our discussion yeah, I'm about glad this disagreements. Is audio, not visual yes. or video for people. Yes. But yeah. So we were talking about things. What are some things we disagree on to kind of get the conversation started? And, and we pathetic. realized, yeah, very yeah. sad. Pretty much we spent a few minutes realizing that we're, we don't disagree on anything. Or if we do, it's, we're not passionate enough to really yes. go to town on it. So Exactly. So, so we're going to talk about disagreements here in a minute. But Gresham Bible Church, we'd love if you could reach out to Josh and I and give us topics to tee <laughs> us up for to find out if we disagree on things. Because right now we agree on a lot of things, including tacos and cheeseburgers and important stuff. So if you think, hey, to Mike and Josh disagree about this, please tee us up so we can explore this more. I, I think our problem, though, is more that Maybe we're being too nice to each other. I don't know. Because Agreed. even when we disagree, like over the Seahawks and 49ers, which is the classic disagreement right now. Yeah. Important. I'll still like, well, the Seahawks aren't all that evil or, you know, you know, Russell Wilson's fine or you had these Joe Montana posters growing up and, you know, you like Jerry Rice, all these things. So we all, we have these bridges that kind of yeah. make it not too contentious, which maybe this is good or bad. I don't know if it's good or bad. Yeah, I don't know either, but then, yeah. yes, yes. So I am looking forward to finding out about things we actually disagree on yeah, and we'll have a great. hot take yeah. disagreement about that. Perfect. So as we were talking about our first few episodes and things we wanted to talk about and have a conversation about in this format, uh, Life Together podcast, we landed on, hey, let's talk about disagreements. Josh, why do you see that as so important? And how do you see kind of looking out broadly uh, what are disagreements that are happening and just what's your sense of that? Yeah, I think this is a really important conversation to be having right now. Uh, I don't want to say more than ever, but it feels that way at least because disagree with each other in a healthy, God-honoring way. And I would say even more so, people don't feel like they have the freedom even to disagree with each other, whether that's pressure from the culture that if you say something that maybe is going to be said with not complete accuracy to it in the way that people would want you to have said it. There's just, uh, so we, we recoil with fear that we don't want to you know, be canceled or something, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of fear around even disagreeing. So we kind of keep the things to ourselves that that maybe we hold to that and then we look at other people that we perceive that disagree with us and we just go this won't be constructive it'll just be too contentious and so I mean I just so I think overall it's just that's the big problem is that people don't feel the freedom to disagree with each other or even know how to and uh, I I mean I don't know how you're seeing it but I think a lot of that has to do with people live more online these days in those sort of conversational environments and the way that people interact online isn't really conducive to actually disagreeing. Uh, We don't receive each other's positions very charitably. 
we view most positions that we disagree with as malicious towards us. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot there, but suffice to say, this isn't going very well, at least at a perception level. Uh, in our DNA, and we have to learn how to disagree with each other. Definitely. I've been so looking forward to this conversation. Appreciate what you just had to say. And I know I've been reflecting on it in my life in terms of disagreements and what unites us, et cetera. And it seems like this is a unique time and an important time for us to be reflective in regards to disagreements and what that looks like. So, So, Josh, how would you help us begin to think about disagreements in the local church? What comes to mind? How would you help us just initially kind of start to think about that? Yeah. Just as the first step, we have to remember who we are, you know, the identity of of what we are a part of, and that is a church, meaning the body of Christ. We're not just a 501c3. We're not just a nonprofit of sorts that dispenses religious goods. We are an actual body Uh, And Jesus Christ is our head, is what we're told. And so just in the nature of who we are, we are told that we are one, uh, that we are unified, that in in a very objective, true, real, theological level, you and I are one. And so our oneness is rooted in our union with Christ, so that when I become a Christian, I'm united through faith in Christ and and therefore, I'm united to other believers. Where we, There's not like a million Jesuses floating around, and we're all united to our own. We are all one in the same Christ. And so there's a lot of different ways that the Bible speaks to this. I think the one that kind of comes to mind initially is uh, Ephesians 4, which is an incredible chapter. Most people would say it's Paul's sort of manifesto on the church. Um, but he, he writes here, I am a prisoner for the Lord, and I urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. And so he just called you to do all these things, to live in all these incredible ways, right? Humility, gentleness, patience, bearing with each other in love, eager to maintain the unity. And then he tells you why. He says, there is one body. And one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. So we're called to live this life out, a manner worthy of the calling we have because we are one. And so there's a, there's a lifestyle, there's an activity to my life that involves others by its yeah. nature. That's so good. I've been reflecting on this too. And just what unites us is so important to begin the conversation to know who we are individually and then who we are collectively. And another passage that comes to mind is in 1 Corinthians. So chapter 1, verses 10 and 11, it just right jumps in in 1 Corinthians and Paul is talking to this specific church about divisions. And he says in verse 10, I appeal to you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and the same judgment. For it has been reported to me by Chloe's people that there's quarreling among you, my brothers. And then it goes on in First Corinthians throughout the book just to focus on what that actually looks like 
to live in covenant relationship uh, as fellow church members, as members of one another. So this idea of disagreement and division is not new to us. Like you said, it feels like it's more important than ever, but it's been with the church from the beginning. So we really need to lean into point. this. Yeah. And, and, uh, think this through. So um, we're not yeah. in uncharted territory here. No, <laughs> no. Amen, yeah. Josh. Amen to that. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. How would you encourage us? So we wanted to focus on again, okay, let's start with who we are, right? And that there's so yeah. much more that could be said. This conversation on this podcast isn't exhaustive, but it gets the conversation started. Like, so what do you think about how should we as Gresham Bible Church disagree with one another like is there a framework or set the ground rules like in a marriage right you agree mm-hmm. to fight fair well, yeah. how would you help us as a church think about how do we disagree with each other yeah yeah i would say just to kind of bring closure to even to that unity piece if i know who i am and what a church actually is then i need to be willing to disagree with people mm-hmm. and not be afraid of that because there's because of that objective oneness that that's not going to change. So I think it, I need to be okay to disagree, and then then we're just left to going okay. What what can we disagree about? And so we've many people who are much smarter than us, you know, have have given us helpful ways of thinking about that over the years. And probably the most classic is thinking through this sort of theological triage of what are things that we should all die over? What are things that we should divide over? And then what are the things that we can just decide over? Meaning that we can, we can agree to disagree, so to speak, have charitable, maybe even lively conversations about things. But at the end of the day, we're still going to go to the same church and worship together and support each other in that really life on life sort of way. That's the decide over. So so, so I, I'd say right away, I know when we're talking about like disagreeing with each other, when I just begin, we haven't even like laid out kind of what is the die, divide, decide, but it's pretty clear that even today that there's a lot of issues that people are dividing and maybe even they would say dying over that if you were to think through what's really worth dying and dividing over at the end of your life, you would pull back and go, oh man, we should just be deciding over these things. And we've elevated things to these categories that we shouldn't really elevate them to, that uh, essentially God himself wouldn't even recommend or tell us to die and divide over. And so at the end of the day, I just want to die and divide over things that God would tell me are worth dying and dividing over, especially when I get to the end of my life and I see him face to face. And a lot of those sort of previous historical choices and arguments that I've gotten into kind of take their proper place in my life, if that makes sense. And well said. Yes, yeah. makes a lot of sense. How would you, so this idea or framework of theological triage, again, it's not perfect, but it helps us just kind of assess in ourselves and in our community, hey, what are those things to die over, to divide over maybe, and then to decide over? Would you kind of flesh that out for us a little bit more? What is an example or help us kind of walk through that maybe? Yeah. Well, when it comes to d- dying issues, I mean, we're really talking about those really top tier, you know, what is essential to actually being a Christian. I mean, if we're talking about our oneness in Christ, then we should be talking about being willing to die over belief in the purity of the gospel. 
you know, that we don't want to add to the gospel. We don't want to subtract from the gospel. We want to hold to the historical truth about who Jesus is and what he's done for us. And so if someone is trying to persuade me, you know, towards not believing that or saying that's not really that essential, then I would say the gospel itself is a die over issue because by its nature, what it does, it's, it's, it's what actually I stand in, I'm being saved by, it's, it's everything. And so we're thinking about those levels. And so in a sense, you're wanting to then kind of look at all the issues or theological teaching around those gospel points. So, you know, the, the cross and the resurrection, the virgin birth, you know, those sort of like pillar anchoring statements or truths that we must hold to in order to actually be Christian. Mm-hmm. And so we're talking about the Trinity who is God, our understanding of humanity, you know, that we are made as image bearers, um, our understanding of, you know, kind of the fallenness of the human race and our need for salvation. I mean, these are all just critical key understandings that we would actually say, if you don't believe these things, then you're not believing what the Bible teaches. You're not believing the gospel itself. And so that, that's what I'm thinking of when I think of die over issues. I don't know if there's anything that you would maybe add to that or. Uh, yeah, no, for sure. I find this framework so helpful. And what comes to mind is first Corinthians 15 again, yeah. uh, where Paul writes, I delivered to you as a first importance. What are those first important things that Christians now and Christians again, throughout history have actually died for. So this is not in theory. Even today, there are believers who they have a choice to deny the gospel or not, and they choose not to, and they die. And so there are real issues at the top of the hill that are distinctly Christian that we are to willingly and joyfully die for. So that's important that I think we plant that flag in the ground. So if we start there, there are things, the close-handed issues as Christians that we die over that maybe just kind of help walk us through real quick, give us a tour of what comes to mind for you in that next level. What are some things we maybe divide for? And this is where the conversation could maybe get a little uncomfortable and that's okay. I don't think we should divide. I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) When we're getting into the category of what do we divide over? We want to be clear that in this category, we're not saying you, if you don't, if you're not with me on this, you're no longer a Christian. Mm Mm-hmm. That the die over is really where you're talking about what it means to actually be a Christian. So dividing over something, it doesn't mean that you're saying the other person isn't a Christian. It's just you're dividing over something. You say, I don't know if I could be in the same church as you because of the way that we need to function as a church. So there's some things we need to agree on in order to be a church together. I think one of the main things that the church has divided over over the years is baptism because as Christians, we're talking about in baptism, who is a Christian? Who do we recognize as a Christian? Who gets the sign? And so there are many traditions within Christianity that would baptize infants, and they have their biblical reasons for that. I have a lot of friends who are pastors who baptize babies in different traditions, and they're my brothers in Christ. They're my friends. I can never be part of the same church as them because we disagree over fundamentally who receives that sign. And as a church, we agree and we believe that we're credo-baptists, so we believe that essentially baptism is given to those who profess faith in Jesus. It's a sign that you have received Christ, that you have been united to him. And so so that's, that's one area that churches divide over, because if you and I can't even agree on who is a Christian or who is a part of a church, it's probably difficult for us to be a part of the same church. So baptism comes to mind 
the way that a church should function in its, I think the technical term would be polity, just the way that we do life together. Who are, who do we, who do we agree should be leaders in the church? So people divide over male eldership or male and female eldership. And again, even in those categories, you're not saying that some church that's an egalitarian church is not, they're not Christians or something. You're just saying we disagree over what the Bible's teaching in this area. So these are divide over issues because you can't really be a part of the same church if you disagree on what a church is and how it should function. So those are two, like, I think probably more hot topic or divided yeah. issues. But what, what would you add to that? Do you Man, think? I just think this is so helpful and so relevant Again, this framework isn't in the canon of Scripture, but it really helps us see the importance and prioritize things. Just for the sake of keeping the conversation going, Josh, Like, what are some things maybe you've seen or heard of that certain Christians or churches have put into the divide category that probably shouldn't be there? Oh, man. You know, those classic examples of carpet color or... <laughs> what the church sign, how much we should spend on it, what it should look like, or, yeah. you know, someone painted the bathroom a certain color. You know, you have those, like, horror stories that are just ridiculous. And, you know, we can laugh and roll our eyes, but but honestly, I would say there's maybe not, I don't want to be too poignant here, but there's people who are dividing over things right now that I we could mm-hmm. elevate to those same categories, mm-hmm. you know. And so people divide over ridiculous things that in the moment it doesn't feel ridiculous they're really passionate about it and then after that moment passes and that's no longer in the forefront people realize maybe hopefully we divided over something that really wasn't that important so i find that so interesting because we're coming with the premise that hey how do we think about disagreeing together and then that kind of pre-assumes that this is something even worth disagreeing about and we put different levels of importance on that so yes we have die over divide over maybe walk us through briefly the category of decide over what could be some examples what would that maybe look like in the life of a local church yeah i mean i would say that kind of varies from different churches i mean Mm -hmm. there's some churches that if you want to be a member of their church you have to agree on a certain end times view now most churches i know don't do that I know our church doesn't do that. You could have a various interpretations of how the end of all things will be at GBC, and we can still just decide over that. What we want to agree on and really die over is that Jesus is coming back. Amen. And so we can decide and disagree over how that will take place in our interpretations of those chapters in Romans or some parts of the Gospels. But just deciding over, I think, music styles could be a decide over issue although some people elevate that to divide over issues and i want to be sensitive to people who do divide over those issues but you're talking about just really you know aesthetic sort of things here things that at the end of the day it could be some theological stuff like i said about end times there's a lot of other issues in scripture that you could decide over but there's a lot of decisions being made all the time that you just go, that's not my preference. That's not really what I think is the best thing to do right now, but we're just kind of deciding over it. And so that category is just a very charitable, generous category. And we need to make sure that we are approaching things correctly within each of these categories. Yeah. I so appreciate the posture of this conversation and how you're bringing it up that our unity isn't just based on affinity groups or preferences. What we talked about earlier is real and substantial, what unites us, and then that kind of sets 
the stage for how we think about to disagree with theological triage. Josh, do you have any helpful recommendations for us, you know, as we want to learn more about this and kind of press into this, anything that comes to mind? Yeah, I mean, there's a book that came out in the last year. I think it's by Gavin Ortland, right? Mm-hmm. Not Dane Ortland. Uh, there's too many Orlands writing books these days, but um, I think it's by Gavin Ortland called The Right Hills to Die On. And he basically takes this idea of theological triage, the die, divide, decide, and helps people think through what's in those categories. He uses different terminology. I think his categories are like essential, not essential, and uh, there's two other names he gives it. So it's not the same language, but it's the same idea of just trying to help people think through the right hills to die on. Yeah. Because, again, we're living in a day where everybody makes every issue the hill to die on, seemingly. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, we need to help be helped through how to think through that kind of stuff. I'd be curious, Mike, I mean, you're you're now the associate pastor of GBC. Yes. You're, you're like the Mr. Miyagi of um, <laughs> our in elder team or something. But, uh, you know, how are you as a, as a person, as a Christian, as a pastor, just kind of reflecting on what you're seeing in terms of this category of disagreements lately? Yeah. Man, there's so much to that goes into this, like you've said earlier about why it feels so important right now, even though this has been a longstanding uh, issue in the church for generations, right? Why does disagreements feel just so ramped up lately? So I guess for me, as I've been reflecting on this personally, and then in this new role, as GBC called me into the associate role, is where's it stop, right? Like what's the least common denominator, <laughs> of things we're going to divide over. What do you actually break fellowship over? And just because someone moves from one church to another doesn't necessarily mean you're breaking fellowship. There can be different reasons why, like Gresham Bible Church has always talked about, we're not building a brand or a GBC kingdom. We're concerned with God's big kingdom. But there comes a point right now where we're just kind of more reflecting our culture than the kingdom. And that's what's been on my mind. What are those things why is that? It's in all of us. So just reflecting on that lately, that there comes a point in time where if you just keep dividing over issues right in front of us, there comes a point in time where you're going to find yourself only with people who think just like you. And as you look at the New Testament, that's not what the church is about. Look at Ephesians and just how in chapter 2, verses 14 and 15, it adorns a gospel and it shows God's glory when the church, the actual real physical local church, reflects something different than the world, that people that are different are actually in meaningful church life family together. And so that's just where my mind and heart is lately. I don't want Gresham Bible Church to lose that. And we all have to be on guard for it. We all have skin in the game, so to speak, on this. So yeah, man, that's just what I've been reflecting on. How about you? How have you been reflecting on this lately? Yeah, I mean, well, I, I even piggyback on that because I think it's really good. If we're just trying to be a part of communities that are think just like us, we actually end up finding that we're never going to find that. We could always disagree about something, and so eventually we're just going to keep we're just going to keep moving around, and so we might figure out like or think that we finally found our people, so to speak, and then a couple years in, we're like, oh no we disagree on this thing now and that's really important to me. And so, so I I think that's really important what you're saying for me. I think one of the things I'm reflecting on is how this act, our inability to disagree actually has a lot more to say about us than it does about other people in the sense that our responses our visceral responses to people 
and our shutting down and isolating, I think is actually revealing a lot about our own hearts and where we've placed our identity. I mean, I, I was reflecting just how I've, I've grown, I think, a little bit in my life, but I've, I'm, I'm a huge fan of baseball, uh, and I'm unapologetic about that. And I may or may not have gotten a tattoo when I was 18 of the in Japanese characters, the word baseball in my chest. Can I don't that be know. the new podcast logo? I don't know, man. I don't know if we're going to do that, but it's, it may not be true though. It's just, it's a rumor, but so I love baseball. And so for a lot of my life, I would meet people too many, uh, who would find I love baseball. And they're like, Oh, I hate baseball. It is the stupidest sport. Like, you know, how, how can you watch that? It's so boring. And internally my response is like, how dare you? You know, I mean, how do you say that about <laughs> this thing that I love, you know? And so I, uh, it could go across the board though. Like if I meet someone who doesn't like biscuits and gravy, there's a part of me that's like, what's wrong with you? You know, like you, because in my, in my heart, I've almost tied myself to these things as maybe a part of my identity or things that I love, you know, so much that I enjoy. And so I think in a way, the way that I respond to disagreements or when people have a different view than I do, it can feel so personal. And when it feels personal, I think it's actually revealing something about my own heart. It, it more than likely is probably revealing some form of idolatry. Mm-hmm. And especially when it comes to your disagreement, if, if I can't even disagree with you, if I can't have even a healthy, cheerful conversation about disagreement on some of these things, it's probably revealing that I have a lot of insecurities in my heart. And there might be this need that I have for respect or approval. Uh, you know, if essentially, if, if, if I never felt like you could disagree with me, there's something really messed up with my heart there. Yeah. That, that I feel disrespected anytime somebody would disagree with me. Well, that, that's not, that's not good. You know, there's something ungodly about that in my life. So so that's all I mean is when we're talking about disagreement if in our inability to do so or in our fear and shutting down, I think it's actually revealing more about ourselves than it is about just other people being wrong. And I think we do, there'd be a lot of good that God would do in our lives if we just kind of press it and I go, why is that there? Why is this issue the issue for me? That's Thinking about so that good. Lot. Yeah, man, that's a lot to reflect on there for sure. So Josh, can someone be in the same local church with people they disagree with. Let's just boots on the ground, really practical. What's this all mean? Can you be in the same church with someone that you disagree with? It would be really weird if we said no, (laughs) right? I mean, at this point. So, no, I would actually say yes. And honestly, I would even go as far as to say that we should be in a church where we disagree with people. If we don't, I actually kind of worry that we don't have a real church. Hmm. And again, we're not talking about the die over stuff. And we're not even talking about the healthy divide over things. You know, we actually can't be a good, healthy church together if we don't disagree on these things. But if we're just, you can never disagree about any of these other, like, decide over issues and be a part of the same church, then I don't know. I don't know what we have. But I, I think we're missing something. And we might as go as far as say we're missing Christ. Yeah. Amen. So we can be in the same local church with those we disagree with, how do we actually do that? We're going to explore that in our next podcast episode on life together. I'm really looking forward to that conversation, not just in theory. Okay, how do we actually do that? Uh, So looking forward to that discussion.
All right. Thanks for joining us today on Life Together. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments or feedback. And then especially if you're struggling with what we've talked about today, like what do I actually divide over? Is this a decide over issue or a divide over issue? And how do you process that? We would love to hear from you. So if you have any questions or comments on today's conversation, feedback, or you really want to talk about this more, I mean, that's the purpose of what we're doing here on Life yeah, Together. Especially over a specific issue. Yeah, yeah, specific issue. Hey, is this a divide over issue or decide over issue? Man, let's lean into that and talk about it. Yeah. So please reach out to us. That's uh, You can do that via Mike at greshambible.org. And as we close, just want to give another thank you to our friends at Humble Beast for the great music. And until next time, have a great week.